It's finally time. Toronto, Tampa, part two. Adam Danker from Locked on Lightning will join Dave and I as we give you a comprehensive preview into the series. You're listening to the Locked on These Podcast, part of Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Your Locked on Maple Leafs, your daily podcast on the Toronto Maple Leafs, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome into this Locked on Leafs, Locked on Lightning crossover show. I'm Mike DeStefano with my co-host Dave Mortisuti from Locked on Leafs. We've got Adam Danker, the host of Locked on Lightning, and the playoffs are finally here, fellas. We've known for a while it was going to be these two. It was made official a couple weeks ago, and here we are, 50 weeks after last year's playoff series. Things will get going tonight. I'm excited for it. Uh, This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of the Locked On Network. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. All right, fellas. Like I said, 50 weeks ago, these two teams faced off mano a mano. And Adam, it was your squad upsetting the Maple Leafs in seven games en route to their third straight Stanley Cup final. Uh, Toronto, I mean, the biggest storyline is, you know, they came out last year and said, yeah, we've learned all these lessons. We're right there. We're so close. Next year will be different. Dave, why don't we start off with, uh, with you and your viewpoint heading into this series on what you think the main storyline is for Toronto and what this series means for them. Yeah, it's coming over that mental hurdle that they've been unable to get over the last few years. You know, yeah, they keep saying that they feel like they're there. Other teams like to compliment and say that this is a different Leafs team that they've seen in the past. Now they got to show it, right? It's nice to hear those comments. It's flattering. Very flattering here. John Cooper called his team a defensive juggernaut. But we all know pumping the tires gets the team a little too overconfident. And then when the first sign of adversity happens, this team does hit a hit a roadblock. They do hit a wall. They got to find a way to, to, you know, instead of hitting the wall, they got to crush right through it. Sorry for the cliches there, but that's pretty <laughs> much what I, what I got there. Yeah, I mean, I I think, like, speaking from my perspective, obviously, here in Toronto as well, I mean, it's six straight years where this team has been eliminated from the first round of the playoffs. First couple seasons, it didn't, you know, not that it didn't matter, but they weren't expected to go on long, deep playoff runs. And then there's been some real, real tough playoff losses. The one against Montreal was awful, up 3-1, and here come the Canadians, and they go all the way to the Stanley Cup final and ultimately lose two. The Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, and then, you know, the the following year they get Tampa. And uh, that was a toughie. You know, I thought Toronto played well enough to win. It really was a coin flip series. But this season, I think, means so much. So much. There was questions last year after the loss to the Lightning about whether or not it's time for this team to blow it up. Because, you know, at that point, they've gone six straight years without winning a round. Uh, and they decided to, to run it back, roll it back. You know, I think this is the final season that this team has an opportunity to get it done. So when you think about, you know, what's at stake for this series for the Toronto Maple Leafs, the future of the franchise, in my opinion, is at stake. I mean, if they come out and they lose in five, six games, you know, we've got the general manager who's up for a contract this year. He came into the season as a lame duck GM without an extension given to him. So he could walk 
where the Leafs could walk from him. You're a year away from your big gun, Austin Matthews, being an unrestricted free agent, along with William Nylander. And then two years away, you've got Mitch Marner. Depending on what happens with those three people who I just mentioned, who knows what his future is going to be. So for me, the future of this organization legitimately is on the line, I think, in this uh, series against the Tampa Bay Lightning. And I think the Leafs got a good shot. You know, I think we can go into it a little bit, uh, you know, in, in a couple of moments here. But I'm telling you, this is an extremely important two weeks for this Toronto franchise. Um, what about with Tampa, Adam? Like, what's the the temperature in Tampa Bay right now about what they're expecting heading into the series? Well, I think as, as they are on every single year we get into the playoffs is, is a deep run. I, I think, though, that the questions surrounding this team really – is do they have anything left in the tank this year? The Lightning have looked like uh, at certain times one of the best teams in the league and then at other times look like a lottery team. So you, with this Lightning team, you get Jekyll and Hyde. And I think along with, you know, do they have a lot left in the tank? It, it really the other question, I think, really for this Tampa Bay team, really going into this series and, and is – what kind of team are we going to get on a nightly basis? Uh, last year in the playoffs against the Toronto Maple Leafs, uh, I'm sure you guys remember, uh, the Lightning sometimes on certain nights came out flying. They came out very competitive. And then on other times, they just looked like they had no gas left in the tank. So I really think, are we going to see a consistent Tampa team? Are, are we going to see a team that could get one more run to the Stanley Cup finals in them? And and really, that that's really going to be the burning question not only in game one but up until the conclusion of this series well i am curious and, and it's probably something that you do talk about a lot on locked on lightning so this one's more so for our, our listeners here on locked on leafs like have you seen any kind of cracks of the armor that you haven't seen in the past that the last little bit maybe lends you to believe that you know all that wear and tear of three straight trips to the finals in you know shortened seasons with covid like maybe that is all starting to finally catch up to the lightning like you know a lot of people anticipated maybe that was going to happen last year clearly it did not but is there some concerns is there anything that you've seen that maybe this could be that season yeah 100 percent. i think that the thing that's really glaring for lightning fans when they look at this team is the defensive uh the defensive personnel i mean at times they've looked really really suspect especially on the transition uh, going back down the other way. And and really, that's going to be the key, one of the keys, actually, for this Lightning team in this series against Tampa, against Toronto. Because Toronto, I heard some stat earlier today that Toronto is one of the best teams in terms of transition offense. Maybe you guys might think differently or might agree. But Tampa Bay, depending on whether it's Toronto or, or lower-level teams, have not fared well in that aspect of the game. So that's really going to be something that we're going to have to keep an eye on for this team and, and really a, a thing that's going to be very concerning if, if Toronto can, can you know, expose that early on. Yeah, I, and you know, a little bit later, we're going to take a look at some key stats, and, and there are a couple that I am, am you know, wondering about, one of which I'll, I'll say it right now is what you mentioned and it's you know kind of the transition team and i saw a stat about i got a couple more stats in the chamber we could talk about later so what since you brought that up i'll quickly ask you this one but i did see a statistic that uh you know goals allowed off of the four check like within five seconds of being four checked they're second last so only the anaheim ducks in terms of goals allowed in that scenario um does that concern you oh 100 percent. i mean if you 
we we could talk about all the success that the Lightning have had over the last couple of years in the playoffs. But if you look really closely at all those games over the last couple of years, Mike, it those are the things that the Lightning have been exposed on. And, mm-hmm. and ironically enough, uh, one of the one of the players that did a very good job of doing that uh, in the playoffs was Corey Perry, who now plays for them. So, you know, maybe somebody might take a little bit of page out of that book and see if that could maybe get things moving for, for the Maple Leafs uh, in this series. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll see. Like I said, we got a bunch of key stats and some X factors that we'll get to in a little bit and uh, some more burning questions that we have between the Leafs and the Lightning heading into uh, round one, series one, which begins tonight. Uh, on the other side, we'll take a look at some players to watch on both sides and talk about who will be most impactful and why it matters. So that's uh, coming up next But uh, before we get into all that, let me tell you about one of today's show sponsors, and that's FanDuel. Grand slams, no hitters, and double plays are back, and there's no better place to be in on the MLB action than FanDuel. It's America's number one sports book. That's because right now new customers can step up to the plate with a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on, sign up, place your first bet, and get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if you don't win. You can also make a wager on this series. Leafs, Lightning, who you like? Toronto is favored on the FanDuel Sportsbook app, so you can go and make that wager if you please. But don't miss out on your chance to get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to FanDuel.com slash on to sign up. FanDuel, official partner of the On Network. Welcome back into the Locked On Leafs, Locked On Lightning crossover episode. We got game one of round one starting Tonight, fellas, uh, I'm Mike DiStefano. I got Dave Morsuti uh, and Adam Danker with me of Locked On Lightnings, uh, Locked On Lightning, rather. And you know, this is a very star-studded uh, series. Like you look up both sides, and both teams are pretty deep and pretty star-studded up front. Um, Dave, why don't we start uh, with with the Toronto Maple Leafs? Like, who are a couple of players that you believe are going to be key to this series? Who are the players? to watch for the Leafs. I mean, we got to start with the big boys up front. And I think Mitch Marner, you know, he's the one that kind of drives everything that the Leafs do when he is at his best, the Leafs are at their best. And so if he is able to come out and dominate, like we, like the Leafs believe he can, then it should give the Leafs that much more of an advantage, you know, in a series where they got that many more superstars on the other side for the Tampa Bay lightning. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Like, that's one guy certainly needs to take his game up to new levels. Austin Matthews, another guy very clearly needs to take his game up to new levels. Um, what about on the blue line, though? Is there anyone in particular you look at as someone who's going to have to make an impact for this team on the blue line? I think uh, Jake McCabe, you know, new new addition. He was brought in to be kind of that Jake Muzzin role, and we know Jake Muzzin was pretty good against the Lightning last year, and I think Jake McCabe's going to have to be equally as good or maybe even better to uh you know he's gonna see a lot of the top guys on tampa he's played such a pivotal role since coming to toronto he's probably gonna be the bigger one of the more important ones is between him and brody i do think maybe mccabe he you see him in quite a few situations um so i think he's probably gonna be the the blue liner to watch for the Leafs in this series yeah he can kind of bring that pushback that the Leafs haven't really had much of in the past like even when muzzin was around 
last season, the last couple of years, he hasn't been fully healthy. You know, Jake McCabe's healthy, and, and we saw him make an impact, you know, blocking shots the last time these two teams played, uh, you know, a week and a half ago, thereabouts. Uh, what about the Lightning, Adam? Who are a couple of players that you're keeping an eye on for the Lightning that you think are going to be impactful in this series? Well, I, I can't I can't talk about Lightning playoff hockey unless I talk about Braden Point first. I mean, what a phenomenal year he's had. 51 goals, a career high. Uh, he does all types of things. He is just the human headache when it comes to playoff hockey for opposing teams. And so really... Braden Point, I'm looking for him to lead the charge offensively uh, alongside with Brandon Hagel, 30-goal season this year. Uh, had a little bit of a slow start last year. Didn't really do much in the playoffs. Had kind of transitioned from being a scorer to a physical player, which, you know, I can't complain about that. Yet, but this year, he's really taken a step forward in his development and really become the player that the Lightning traded for last year. Uh, the other player, though, that I'm very curious to see how he performs as this series goes on is Anthony Sorelli. Got a little bit of a late start this year due to injury. Came back from injury in December, so he's a little bit more fresher than most in this series. So hopefully he could get going down the middle, and that's really you know a, a strong point of the Lightning offense right there. Yeah, and not just lightning offense, but Anthony Sorelli has been a guy who in the past has been able to shut down Austin Matthews. So yeah. being kind of, uh, you know, a defensive shutdown dude is, along with some of the offense that he can bring, he's certainly going to be one of those big impact players. I am curious, though, about one name that you did neglect to talk about, and it's Victor Hedman. He's been the X factor almost for uh, for that team for a few years now. I was taking a look at the numbers earlier today, and they don't look that favorable. Of all the players on the Tampa Bay Lightning, no player was on the ice for more expected goals than Victor Hedman this year on a per 60 basis. So uh, that's not, uh, you know, uh, a, 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 a great stat to be leading. That's for sure. You know, what's been your impressions on, on Victor Hedman and maybe the reasoning behind why the numbers don't look so great, why potentially he's taken a step back this year. And well, are, you, are you worried about that at all? Well, absolutely worried. I, I, I've been worried since game one this year. Uh, and, and really, I think the reasoning for his regression this year is, you know, he started off kind of banged up coming out of training camp, suffered a lower body injury in late October. It seems as though he's been struggling with that all season long. On top of that, I, I just think it has been his confidence level with that injury. You could see him even getting back on plays. He's not making the right reads. He's not cutting off guys as you would normally see on the break. And and I really think that is a point for concern for the Lightning, especially going up against a, a, a star-studded team in the Toronto Maple Leafs. And I definitely think that the Maple Leafs will try to exploit that from him, You know, challenge him, try and say, all right, come and get me, big boy. And, and I really think at the end of the day, we're going to have to see one of those magic playoff uh, performances from Hedman in order to to counterbalance that. Because I don't think by any stretch of the imagination that he is 100% healed and ready to go. I mean, he, he has had his moments where you could see the flashes of what has made him a great defensive uh, defenseman. But, you know, it has been inconsistency all year for 77. So. But if, if he could get back to normal in this series, guess what? It's better late than never.
Yeah, and and that's the thing. Like, if Leaf fans look at those numbers and say, "Oh, Hedman's washed," no, it's it's Victor Hedman. You still need to be worried that yeah. that guy can turn it on on a dime. Maybe he was just waiting, knowing that they could coast through the regular season. Didn't want to put too much strain on his, you know, already tired body. But come playoffs, come tonight, you know that guy could flip a switch. We've seen it before, so he certainly is one that's going to be uh, in the back of a lot of Leaf fans' minds. I'm sure. Uh, neither player that was brought up from either of you two is uh, one that plays between the pipes. I would imagine uh, on Adam's side, there's no concerns there with the best goaltender in the world. But I know from a lease perspective, Samsonov, a big question mark right now going into the playoffs, Dave. Yeah, I mean, they don't have an Andre Vasilevsky. Not many teams do have an Andre Vasilevsky in goal. And so... Like the Leafs didn't have terrible goaltending in the playoffs last year, but it wasn't good enough. And that's simply been what the issue has been with this Leafs team for the last few years is the goaltending hasn't been terrible. It just hasn't been good enough. That's all they need from Samsonov. Just, you know, it's those timely saves that he, that this this team just hasn't been able to get in the playoffs, especially in game seven. Um, You know, if we'd be talking about a totally different scenario, if the Leafs had pulled off, that victory in game six in overtime. But when you have an Andre Vasilevsky, who is just, you know, he just goes into this uh, terminator mode in elimination games, you know, that's, that's something that's going to consistently drive some fear of whether the Leafs can pull this off because they just don't have that, that Andre Vasilevsky in that, but Samsonov has proven to be, you know, better than what, what we expected. And, you know, the playoffs, yes, he doesn't have great playoff numbers, but nobody expected him to do what he did this year. I think he's got a lot more confidence. I think confidence is a big thing for him. If he plays with that confidence, he does have the pedigree to, I think, to get the Leafs to go past in this round. So it's going to be tough, but I think, you know, the Leafs definitely probably feel better about their chances with their goaltending this time around. Yeah, I, I, I tend to agree with you. And I think that, you know, the defensive structure as a team definitely helps out. And I did hear, you know, multiple, I was reading a piece in the athletic about the Maple Leafs and how they've some, they've transformed their defensive structure um, for the forwards to be helping out a lot more, which clearly helps when you got everybody, you know, working back. But I also thought there was a really interesting quote that came from um, practice yesterday from John Cooper uh, from the lightning who said, quote, they're a dynamic offensive team with dynamic players but they've really grown into a bit of a defensive juggernaut as well. That's a recipe you need to win in this league. And that's been the recipe that I believe um, that quote ended, by the way, <laughs> this is now my take on it. That is a recipe that I believe has allowed, you know, the Leafs to, to succeed with Samson and net. Cause you know, he's playing really, really well. And um, you know, I think the guys in front of him are playing well and, not allowing a whole lot of, of offense in front of them. They're limiting a lot of chances and they're getting the puck out of the zone pretty quick by, by helping out. So uh, that's, that's a good sign. If you are Toronto, that it's a lot more difficult to penetrate that defensive coverage this season uh, than it was a year ago when these two teams uh, battled against one another uh, literally 52 weeks ago. Uh, All right, let's take one more uh, quick break, gentlemen. But when we get back, we'll look at some potential X factors in this game, some key stats that we've uncovered for each side. And, of course, we got to give our final predictions as to who's going to win the series and in how many games that will all come up next. But first, Dave, have a word from one of our show sponsors. Yes, today's special crossover episode is brought to you by AG1 by Athletic Greens. 
keeping up with proper nutrition is really hard. You're busy. You're stuck at your desk. You're eating whatever you can just to get you through the day. But what if you could start your day with the ultimate daily nutritional insurance? With a single scoop of AG1 and a glass of water, you can do just that and absorb 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. Letter Greens was created when the founder experienced a ton of gut health issues and ended up on a complicated supplement routine to recover, and it cost him $100 a day, which just isn't sustainable. He created Athletic Greens after experiencing how difficult it was to create an optimal nutritional routine on your own, and all for around $3 a day. So right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with conveniently daily nutrition. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free trial packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash NHL network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Welcome back into the Locked On Leafs, Locked On Lightning crossover. I'm Mike DiStefano with my co-host Dave Morissuti. We're joined by Adam Denker of Locked On Lightning. Game one tonight between these two teams. Puck drop at 7.30. We're going to give our final predictions in just a moment, but a couple uh, more things that we got to get to here in this preview crossover show. Um, And quickly, I'll start with you on this one, Adam. Are there any burning questions that you have uh, about this series that – either you want to answer or that you have for us that we can maybe answer for you. I actually want to ask you guys this question. Uh, it's been no secret throughout the course of the year. The lightning have struggled on the power play and, and don't look at the numbers because they, they, I, in my opinion, no matter where the lightning rank, if, if they're ranked in the top 10, I don't, I don't remember the last time I looked, but it's inflated. Now as an opposing team, how, how, how much of a, of, of a, I guess, how much of an inflated ego do you have sort of going into a series where the Lightning, you know, it's really not a big deal if you draw a penalty. And and we're going to have our fair share of power play minutes for both teams in this series. Is is Are you afraid or is there any kind of sort of um, nervousness around the Lightning possibly waking up or are you confident in your, your, your PK? Well, I'll, I'll take that first, actually. Let me quickly get a, a follow-up question on you just to understand your question a little bit more. You say that it's an inflated power play. I think last I checked, they're, they're what, top five power yeah. play in the <laughs> NHL? Like, what, what makes them inflated? Well, because if you really watch every single game with this Lightning team, the issue lies is, yeah, they are scoring the goals. And like you said, they are top five, and that's great. That's great on paper. But a lot of those power play goals don't really come when the team needs it. You know, we'll we'll have games where the Lightning will go three for four and against a team like the Red Wings, but then we'll go eight zero for eight against the Boston Bruins. You know, we have to look two weeks ago. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) we we have to look at those samples as is this team just good against the lower tier teams, or is this or is this kind of just other teams doing a very good job? And I like to think, you know. The, the, the earlier number uh, assumption is that, you know, this team has been playing down to their competition at times, more times than not. And and at least for Lightning fans, we are concerned about that. But, yeah, like I said, I want to know on, on your side, how confident are you in your PK? Even when, you know, yeah, it's inflated in my opinion, but what is your opinion about that? 
Yeah, I think the penalty kill has looked a lot better of late. They've added a lot of pieces at the deadline with the Ryan O'Reilly, Nolachari. You know, like they've got some guys, Jake uh, McCabe on the back end. You know, they've they've added players who certainly can uh, carve out a nice role on the penalty kill. Mitch Marner's an elite penalty killer. Probably not, uh, you know, something that a lot of people around the NHL are aware of, but the guy's an elite defender and penalty killer. For, and you'll, you'll figure that out, Lightning fans, uh, really quick this year. I'll say, like, I, I, there is concern, but it's not necessarily about the PK. Um, the concern more so is that the least power play also has been garbage the last three years in in uh, in the playoffs. That's been a big reason why they've lost three straight series. They just can't score on the power play at all. So even if Tampa, you know, if they can inflate and, and end up with a couple of power play goals, like the Leafs power play the last three years on average has been 14% in the in the playoffs. 14%. So even if the lightning is subpar, they go from, I think they're hovering around what, like 26, 25% right now. Even if they, you know, go down to 18, 19%, it's still better than what the Leafs have averaged over the last three years. So I, I would say that there still is going to be concerned because I think special teams always plays a factor in, uh, in series that are going to be as tight as this. So yeah, I'd say, you know, regardless, I guess, of what the perception is in Tampa, there's still, some concerns in Toronto about uh, how special teams can impact this series. Yeah. And I, when I look at the, the special teams for Tampa, like there's just so many weapons that you just know that they're going to take advantage of any opportunity that they can. Like I, I, when I saw them, when I was at the game in Tampa, like I watch a guy like Sergachev who, you know, that that's someone that the Leafs, I don't think really account for because it's always about Stamkos and Kucherov that a guy like Sergachev can just wire a puck and, yeah. And get those easy chances there as well. The Leafs penalty kill has had its ups and downs this season. Uh, I think it's gone gone better with the right personnel with Ryan O'Reilly back in there, and it makes it makes a huge difference. But I think really the Leafs power play is what what will worry me because there's times where it looks really good, and there's times where it's just like, can we just decline the penalty here? Like it's just not even worth <laughs> having it up yeah. for two minutes. Like. Play better at five on five. Just decline the penalty <laughs> NFL style. Just decline it. Exactly. So, like, I think really the big. I think the Leafs power play. I don't have as much confidence in it as I think the Lightning do, just because the Lightning they have too many guys that know how to how to convert on those chances. They it's been proven over the years, and yeah, the numbers might suggest the Leafs one is better, but I I still think the Lightning have the better uh, guys who are more versed to know how to take advantage of those chances. Put it this way, too. The Leafs power play went 81 games without basically touching it. Nylander was on the top unit for some reason. In game 82, they decided to take him off and put Ryan O'Reilly up on the, the top unit. It's what we're going to see in game one as well. So there's a one-game sample size of Ryan O'Reilly up on the top unit in, in this new-look power play. So there is some intrigue there. You talk about burning questions. The Leaf fans do wonder you know, how's the power play going to perform? Because that has not been uh, very well over the last uh, few seasons. Uh, Dave, I'll let you ask a question, uh, whether it's one that you want to get answered yourself uh, from a least perspective, or if you got a question for Adam, uh, go ahead and shoot your shot. Well, I got to ask Adam, like there's so many players on the lightning. You know, we hear all the time about the, the, the big stars, but who's the one guy that you feel like can kind of come under the radar here <laughs> that maybe Leafs fans aren't too concerned about, but maybe they should be concerned about. Well, I think uh, my, uh, Brandon Hagel 
I have to say, uh, like I said, he he struggled immensely once he was traded to this team last year during the deadline from the Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, didn't really do much of a lot in, in in the playoffs last year. He had one goal in the first round, though, against the Toronto Maple Leafs. So that is a positive uh, 30 goal season this year. Uh, he's playing fast and loose out there. And that's what you want to see out of a guy who, who has the kind of skill that he has. Uh, another guy that really comes to mind right now is Mikey Esima, another guy that they picked up at the trade deadline this year. Uh, with Tanner Janot out for the foreseeable future, John Cooper said today that he's going to miss at least a couple of games in this series, probably might even the entirety of the series. So Mikey Esima, you slide him into the wing position. Uh, I'm expecting him to come out and play fast. I'm expecting him to play physical. And, and when you have a guy like that who could also has a little skill uh, down low, especially with the puck, um, I'm expecting John Cooper to let him just race around and do his thing. And, and I think really uh, Leafs fans should be worried about him. He's got some sneaky, good, like high danger stats and like yeah. expected numbers. Like he analytically for a big guy, he, he actually, you know, f- fills some of those uh, analytical stat sheets. I, I do find it's, it's interesting because it's a name that I was not overly familiar with when they traded for him at the deadline. And then I looked into it and I was like, you know what, actually he's doing some things with, uh, with that lightning squad. I, I'm not going to sleep on him. That's for sure. But I will say this, it does seem like that's still a bit of a far cry from, you know, the Yanni Gord, the Blake Coleman's, you know, and Barkley Goudreau third liners that uh, the lightning had back in there. We'll call it uh, heyday two years ago. <laughs> um, X factors boys, who's going to be the X factor uh, for the Toronto Maple Leafs, Dave. Oh, X facts. I'm going to go with Ilya Samsonov. Really? Yeah. I think he's, I think if he can, like, especially at home, where if the Leafs can find a way to win those first two games at home, puts a little, takes a little bit of pressure off, right? They didn't do yeah. that last year. And he's been so good at home. He's been elite. He's been Andre Vasilevsky like at home. Wow. He's going to have to do yeah. that. He's yeah. going to have to do that in this series. You got to. This is why the Leafs made sure they got home ice advantage. They they knew the numbers that Andre Vassal uh, down that Ely Samsonov puts on in Toronto. So I think yeah, he's going to be an X factor because you know the Leafs could do all these things to help bolster the blue line, help up front, but if they don't have it in net, they're not going to have it in this series. Yeah, it's 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 a good point. Um, I. I probably would say Austin Matthews would be the guy for me as an X factor. And, and the only pushback I would say on, on Samsonov is he can be as good as he wants, but if the guy on the other end outduels him, I mean, he, it doesn't really matter. And, and the only way that I expect for the guy on the other end to not do that is if the core four and, and the big boys, AKA Matthews and Marner, if they can be X factors and, and get the job done this year, finally, you know, break through and have that, uh, you know, that, big legendary series that they haven't had. Like there's no career defining moments for these guys in the postseason. They just haven't come. You know, if, if one of those two Matthews or Marner can kind of take, you know, a hold of the series and potentially will this team through to the second round. I mean, now there is some, some legacy that's being built uh, with those guys within this, with this one. But the other player I would say sneaky X factor is going to be Ryan O'Reilly. Like I think Ryan O'Reilly is a guy who, you know, want to con Smythe and he knows exactly how to play and knows how to win against uh, winning the playoffs. And and you look at him, he's been productive with the Maple Leafs since he got there. I think it's like 11 points in 13 games 
um, as a Toronto Maple Leaf. He's now playing up in the top six where he'll get you know more responsibility and playing up on the top power play unit. He's going to kill penalties. This guy's going to be an absolute minute muncher for the Toronto Maple Leaf. So he's another sneaky little X factor and fitting because his nickname is literally the factor. So uh, that's that's one more guy that I'll kind of toss in uh, into the ring here. Adam, what about for the Lightning? Who do you think is the X factor for that squad? Uh, my first X factor is got to be Andre Vasilevsky. Um, he's he's had a little bit of an up and down season. There's been times where he's looked fatigued, and then well, good thing though because the last couple of weeks he's looked like he's back to his old self. Now the big question for him though is he's had a couple of days off. He tends to play a lot better when he's playing. You know, a day here, a day here. You know having a couple of more days off than he's used to, is that going to affect him at any moment? Is that going to, is it, are we going to see some rust out of him in game one? So I'm, I I think though, if he comes in and he plays like the Vasilevsky of old, I think that's going to be a huge boost for this team. My other X factor is Alex Kalorn, 27 goals on the season, 64 points, uh, pretty much a non-factor in last year's playoffs. He had he had such an off postseason last year that you almost had to put out a wanted poster for him because he went missing that badly. But this year is, is really has turned into Alex Kalorn's redemption year, especially it's a contract year for him because – you know, I, I really think, though, as well as he's played during the regular season, depending on whether or not he will come back to Tampa, I think really depends on how he plays in, in the postseason. So and I think he's going to be a huge part of this lightning offense. He's going to be that guy that could play physical down low, clean up the garbage along the boards as well and, and play physical. And, and I'm really excited to see if he can continue his play into the playoffs. Uh, let's go through a couple of key stats that uh, that we we've kind of uncovered about this series or heading into it. Uh, there's one that I've looked at, and to be honest, uh, I, I'm curious to get your thoughts on it, Adam. And it's it's the road record for the Tampa Bay Lightning. Like this is a team that's sub 500 when on the road. Think uh, what 18, 22, and one road record this year. Not what you expect to see out of a team that uh, you expect to compete for a Stanley Cup. What's the theory behind that road record? Because Toronto's got a real stellar home record. And last I checked, there's going to be four games in Toronto uh, that uh, they're going to have to win one of them, at least on the road to win the series. Uh, really, the thing that's been a big Achilles uh, heel for them has been just their start to games. Uh, the first five to 10 minutes of the first period has been a real struggle for this team. Uh, and and it really has been an enigma for John Cooper and this coaching staff uh, since day one, really. You know, you go, you, you come into a game winning spectacularly in the previous one, and it's kind of you're just starting from scratch. You haven't really seen that much consistency to their game. And then you factor in being on the road with that. You know, it's a lot different, guys, when, when you're at home and, and you're able to kind of figure things out and get back into the groove of things when you have your home fans in front of you. Now it's your, your task with not only going up to Toronto, but playing in a playoff game. So, you know, that's, that's going to be something that I'm going to be curious. And I'm sure Toronto fans are going to be curious to see how the lightning can react in that situation. But yeah, absolutely. They have struggled immensely on the road this year. And, and really, I think that's going to be a, a huge obstacle for them, especially like you said, they're going to have to win at least one of the games up in Toronto to win the series. So that's going to be real. Can, can the Maple Leafs shut down, shut down the lightning at home is really going to be, I think last year, if, if mistaken me, I think both teams won every game at home last year Still in the playoff series. Yeah. So I, I, we might see something similar in this series as well. 
yeah, kind of trade uh, trade wins back and forth with uh, with one another, and then you know game seven's up for grabs, and yeah. uh, we know what uh, Vasilevsky eighty eight does over there in game sevens for sure. So that's you know if you're Toronto, I think that the game plan for them is end this thing in five or six. Don't let that get to to a deciding game seven because um, again. Uh, for whatever reason, he turns into John Wook, the boogeyman, and it's impossible to put pucks back uh, past that guy. Um, what's a, a key stat that uh, you've kind of uncovered that you're keying in on for this series, Adam? Uh, I was like before going back was the 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 rush the rush stats for mm-hmm. the Lightning and right. the Leafs. The Leafs uh, have been one of the better rush teams where the Lightning have immensely struggled. I think that as long as the Lightning could play well as they normally do in the neutral zone, I think they could counteract that. Uh, but yeah, if if the Lightning if if the Lightning give up too many uh, fat uh, transition opportunities, I think this is going to be a very short series for them. Dave, anything uh, that you've uncovered? Any tremendous information you'd like to share with the class? Well, considering the Leafs uh, and the you no, know, they had a heavy dose of road games and end their season. I think they went five and one in their last six road games, and they had to do it with some pretty tough circumstances in terms of how many players they could actually dress in the game and who is going to be their goaltender for some of those as well. But I think the big one here is William Nylander. You know, William Nylander just decided he was going to throw, you know, throw as many pucks on the net as possible. And I think if William Nylander is able to heat up and get himself back to what we saw in the playoffs last year, he's someone that could, uh, I mean, we talked about X-Factor before. He's one that I think maybe get, will we'll get overlooked a little bit here going into the into the playoffs here. He, uh, I think he, like in his last two games of the season, he had 11 shots on goal. Like Nylander loves to put pucks on the net, but he did that in an incredibly high rate to end the season. Question for you too, and this is the last uh, last one before we get to the predictions. How much do you guys believe in in analytics and digging into some of the uh, the underlying numbers when it comes to goaltending statistics? Not, not too much. Yeah, the, the goaltending not as much for me, but still, yeah, you always have to respect if the numbers support something. So I found one statistic that has to do with goaltending stats, which seemed like a big anomaly that last year that helped lead Tampa to victory. And I'm not so sure that they can rely on that again. Um, Over the last three seasons prior to last year's playoff, the Bolts averaged an 858. And by Bolts, I clearly mean Vasilevsky because he's played every single game. (laughs) The last three seasons, they've averaged an 858 high danger save percentage in those three postseasons in this series against the Toronto Maple Leafs that ballooned from an 858 high danger save percentage to a 942 high danger save percentage. The Leafs were converting at an 11% clip on high danger chances last year. It dropped to 3% in the playoffs with that 942. I don't know if that's sustainable from, uh, from that team. The, the Tampa Bay Lightning, and if you could get one or two more goals from the big boys and they convert a little bit more, to me that is kind of uh, you know a, a sneaky stat for me that that kind of is another reason to edge Toronto a little bit more on on the favorite side. And with that, uh, unless you have any comments on that very intricate stat, uh, we could get to the predictions. 
I'll, I'll chime in real quick with that. I, I think it, it's really not so much about what Vasilevsky was doing in the crease with that stat. I think it really only falls back on what the guys were doing in front of him. And, and like I said before, the defensive play has been somewhat suspect throughout the course of the year. So I, I don't think those numbers are going to mean as much when we go into this series. Yeah, we'll see. We'll yeah. see. I don't know. That was a good team last year. 942. But uh, again, we'll see if it's uh, tremendous information or if it's horrendous information. <laughs> I guess uh, we'll find out uh, at the end of the series. Speaking of the time that everyone's been waiting for, it's time for us to give our predictions. Dave, I'll let you go first. Who's going to win the series? How many games and why? I'm going to go Leafs and six. I'm go what? Leafs and six. Uh, I just think that, you know, the the depth on blue line for the Lightning, I'm not sure if they have the horses this time around to overcome the Leafs. I think Andre Vasilevsky will steal them a couple of games for sure in this series. But I just think the Leafs have put themselves, especially with their depth, they can they should be able to get it done this year. I thought they were going to get it done in six last year. They almost did. And then we know how it happened there. But I think I think six seems to be the right number. I don't know if uh, you're going to be able to, you know, dominate the Lightning that much. Yeah, I don't want to chance it to go back to Tampa after game five. I'm going to go with Leafs in five. Leafs in five games. I, I just like, you know, no disrespect, obviously, to Adam and any of your listeners. <laughs> but, like, I, I just think that Tampa's, you know, a shell of what they used to be. Like, they're still a very good team. And, look, I could be completely wrong about this, but it does seem like, you know, their uh, they're, they're wear and tear is finally starting to catch up on them. And this has got to be the year that Toronto gets it done. There's so much pressure internally, uh, both on the ice and also up above in management for that team to succeed this year and, and for the players themselves. And I just think when I look at last year's series, it was very much a, uh, a coin flip where special teams played a factor primarily, I would say, and then hot goaltending in game six, game seven. Outside of that, it was very much a 50-50 series. And when I match up the lineups that Toronto had last year to Tampa's, and then I do that to what we see this year compared to Tampa's team this season, uh, Toronto to me got better, Tampa got weaker. So if it was a 50-50 coin flip last year, I think that nudges uh, into Toronto's uh, Toronto's favor. I, I do believe that they can maybe um, maybe pick on some of those blue liners. Like I, I don't know. Forgive me if I'm wrong, but Nick Perbix and Darren Radish uh, don't seem like top four defenders to me. But you've got them on your first and second pair. Two of those guys are going to be tasked to shut down a, a Matthews and Nylander, uh, You know, Riley, Tavares, Marner might be a little much for uh, for Darren Radish. So. You know, reasons like that is, is why I'm I'm picking the Maple Leafs. I think it's finally the year that uh, they get through to the second round for the first time since 2004. Uh, Adam, well, I I guess I guess the my my whole thing with this is that up until now, the the Leafs haven't shown that they could get past the first round. Yeah, I I think and a lot a lot of Lightning fans and maybe some even some general hockey fans will say. Prove me otherwise. And so really that's going to be something, a tough task. Like you said, a lot of pressure on the Leafs uh, to, to turn things around in the playoffs this year. My prediction really is bolts in seven. 
I, I think that what games one through three are going to be very telling of what kind of series this is going to be for Tampa Bay. Uh, are we going to see a team that is still trying to figure it out in game three? Uh, if that's the case, it's going to be a very short series. If we see a team that is solid, that has at least split the first two games of the se- of the series, I think we are on the right track uh, for possibly the Lightning getting back into that that mode of of of, of winning and getting deep back into the playoffs. Uh, my thing is though, is that the lightning in order for them to get past Toronto, they need to force, they need to keep this series going as long as possible. You know, I'd be very shocked if we see a very short series with the lightning, you know, some sort of winning in five scenario. I think everybody would be shocked with that. I'd be shocked. I think the players on the lightning would be shocked with that. I, I think, though, really, as the series goes on, this team will get better. They'll learn. And like you said, Andre Vasilevsky will steal a couple of games for them. So it, it's all about it coming together. And like I said, yeah, uh, lightning in seven. All right. Well, I, I I didn't expect a different answer, to be honest. I thought you'd be confident <laughs> with your lightning. And Dave and I believe in the Leafs this year. The thing is, like these these two teams are. It's a shame that one of them has to get eliminated in round one because yeah. you know these are certainly mm-hmm. two of the top eight teams that deserve to to go through longer than just one round. But you know that's Gary's NHL, the way that it's all set up. But what we can be excited for is uh, the next couple of weeks. It's going to be one hell of a series. I can't wait. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, really appreciate uh, you know you doing this, uh, Adam, Dave. Good stuff and. Um, you know, let's see what happens. Seven game series, first to four wins. Can Toronto make it to the second round for the first time in, in 19 years? And can can Tampa try and get themselves into a cup final, you know, again, four straight years. So both of them looking to, uh, you know, extend. No, Tampa's looking to extend a streak. The Leafs looking to end a streak. We'll see which one uh, comes to a halt here in a couple of weeks. All right, that'll do it for us. Today, uh, thank you so much for listening to the Locked on Lease, Locked on Lightning crossover. Game one, 730 puck drop. Enjoy.